Hey guys, this is Tebow. Happy New Year and welcome to my inaugural episode of the Tebow Music Weekly Podcast. It's been a long time coming and I've been meaning to do one of these podcasts for so long for Tebow Music and I'm really glad to finally, you know, get down to it. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. So the timeliness of this episode is perfect for me because it reminds me of so many years past where I would capitalize on the holiday season to really focus and hone in on my original music. So here we are, January 1st, 2020. I can't believe we finally made it here. And I want to take the same opportunity now as we wrap up the holiday season to share with you some memories about songwriting, some good old-fashioned, you know, heartwarming feelings about Christmas and New Year's, as well as a little bit of the ugly stuff, right? Because that is essentially what the holidays are all about. (laughs) It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. So get yourself a little hair of the dog, and let's get down to it. So my first originals, that's what I talk to you about next here. Oh, man. Let's go back in the time machine, shall we? So back in the day, I was a fledgling songwriter. I could not have been much older than, you know, 18 or 19 years old. I had some knowledge of guitar chords, but it was really basic stuff. You know, a few open string chords just to get me by. Uh, But that was enough, as it often is, because we all know that some of the best songs ever written are really, they're just simple melodies with thoughtful lyrics and, and a good dose of passion mixed in, you know, for good measure. So this was my routine back when I was living with my folks. And I would basically take over the basement and I I would unpack every single guitar, bass, percussion. I'd usually rent the drum kit from the local music store, Music Circle. I remember back in the day was the name of that one. I'd load up on a big case of beer or two. uh, And I would just basically lock myself up in the basement for like a week or two. And back then... There was no computer stuff. There was no digital audio workspace, right? No software or any fancy stuff like that. This was four-track city, guys, you know, with cassettes, the whole bit, old school, 100%. So I would imagine myself at at the time as, you know, some deep and troubled rock star recording at some famous studio with nothing but a reel-to-reel and a microphone. And my reel-to-reel was the tape, you know, the the little cheap four-track, but such a great experience, you know, just learning the craft of track one, track two, bounce everything over, stereo versus mono, and the whole nine yards. And if you've ever, sorry, if you've never recorded on a four track or something similar, I highly recommend you never do it because what a pain in the ass. It is such a pain in the ass. Anyway, this is long before I ever had the notion of what kind of music I was going to concentrate on as a songwriter. So I was all over the map. I had rock songs, I had swing songs, I had jazz songs, rap, R&B. I mean, you name it, I wrote it. And what a blast because I had, you know, so much fun doing it because that's what Christmas is for. That's, you know, what the holidays are about, experimenting and just getting all of those ideas out regardless of what they are, you know, if they fit or how they sound or just just fun, having so much fun. Now, I remember it like it's yesterday, literally. So those early days recording tracks and getting mildly inebriated and just having so much fun. Just the thought of it puts like a smile on my face. It makes me grin. And it's those days where I was cutting my teeth and stuff, you know, that would become very important to me later as a songwriter, like just basic bass lines or, or punching my way through my first uh, pentatonic riff scales, right? And uh, anything having to do with uh, like controlling timing on drums or percussion, right? Like consistent tempo, with a click track. <laughs> so here's a funny story. I, I actually had one of those, you know, the triangular metronomes, you know, left and right, sways back and forth. Oh, my God. 
Hilarious. I actually used one of those and I never owned a piano. So that's, I don't know, that's that's strange, I guess. So yeah, those were definitely some fun times. And I, you know, um, I believe that the songs that I wrote were, were important for me back then. But I mean, it's, it's like two different worlds. So what they are today with the kind of stuff that I write today is completely different, but they actually became part of my repertoire later on because not in their pure original form, but the seed of those ideas I would say they've definitely shaped the way my music is written today. And I still actually have, you know, the occasional waking dream about doing a swing album or, you know, or a jazz album or some crazy stuff like that. But of course, with experience, you know, you have to compromise. You got to pick your battles, as it were. And anyway, uh, all that stuff could be great, you know, material for retirement project or something like that when I, uh, if ever I retire. So here we are literally sitting on the very first day of a new decade, you know, and I bet you guys there, there's going to be tons of this looking back stuff, right? Online hindsight 2020 and all that kind of stuff. So this may seem a little cliche, but I'm doing kind of the same thing because the holidays and songwriting to me are absolutely synonymous. So whether it's Christmas or New Year's or whatever, those two weeks during the holidays, I've always looked forward to this time of year as a musician, not so much for the family stuff, I'll be perfectly honest, okay? <laughs> I don't look forward to that too much. Uh, but musically, yes, because I know that I'm just wired in that way to be ready for songwriting, to have an open mind at this time of year. And it's almost like whatever makes me tick, what my soul or whatever, it's waiting for the holidays to experiment and change directions in a musical sense. It's it's really hard to explain, but that's just the way it is for me. That's the way I feel about the holidays. So as I look around me here in the project studio on New Year's Day, I see a lot of similarities, you know, to decades ago when I was just a young songwriter. But here I am now with all of this experience and knowledge of, I would say, what not to do. <laughs> that's because it's really important, right? Knowing what, what when to not make noise or, or not to use too many lyrics or words. That's the stuff that makes really great songs. But like I was saying, I look around me and I see a bunch of guitars, a couple of basses. The drum kit is there. Thankfully, it's not a rental anymore. I actually have one, courtesy of my good man, Steve, the drumsmith extraordinaire. Yeah, man. And things have changed from those four-track days, right? Because now it's all about the computers and the sound cards and the plugins and the interface. And it's come a long way since back then. I mean, that's for sure. So... I know tons more today about tracking and using all of those tools, how to EQ and compress and all of that digital stuff. But to be perfectly honest, the basic feeling of just wanting to write songs during the holidays, it's always there and it's never left me. And I'm so thankful for that. I hope I always have that even when I get older, older than I am now. And so the wine and the scotch are replacing that cheap case of beer, right? From the old days, because uh, we get older and our tastes get more refined and well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they don't. Depends on the week, I guess. All right. So let me just change gears here. I want to talk about leaving your mark because you may just be sitting here, you know, listening and having a drink and you're absorbing this podcast and thinking, okay, that's great. He's reminiscing and that's all well and good. But I do have a slightly ulterior motive. Okay. And it's something that I plan on talking about a lot more in future episodes of this weekly Tebow Music Podcast. It's really about you. So let's take a pause 
Yeah, and think about that now for a second. And you're looking at your your screen or your phone with this quizzical frown, and you're like, "What, Tebow? Uh, what are you talking about?" So, well, I mean, it's not about me; it's about you for a reason. Okay, so let me just explain. I wanted you to be in my headspace a little, which is why I went back in time and told you a little bit more about where I'm coming from or where I have been uh, during those holiday seasons as a young man and now later in life. And I have this instant connection with songwriting. It's so important to me. And no matter what I've gone through during the course of any given year, I have this ritual, this tradition, you can call it. And it always brings me back kind of like a musical reset. And I can't imagine my musical or artistic life without it. So here's my question for you. Listening to this show, whoever you might be, a songwriter, guitarist, or maybe just a fan of music, what is your creative reset? And what is your tradition that grounds you in who you are as an artist or as a musician? I think that's a very important question because we all deserve to have you know, that creative foundation, right? There's no, no matter what's going on in our lives or whether it's you're at work or you're at the store or you're just driving around, I can't imagine what it must be like to go through life without that creative reset. And that's why I hope that all of you listening to this show will consider that as an equally important aspect of your creative life and ask yourself the question, what is my creative reset? What's my creative foundation? So, I'm here with my drink in hand, sitting in my project studio that I've dreamed of making for literally decades, and it's finally coming together in a very tangible and realistic way. And I'm sitting, I'm looking at, I can touch the instruments too, they're right here around me, but for the longest time, I was always in between project studios. I had a decent setup at some various times in my life that did the job and they got me by as an artist. But finally, now is when it's actually happening. And I can chalk that up to always having had that creative foundation or call it a reset, whatever, to focus me and to remind me that this, what I have now is something that I've always been passionate about and always working towards it. And now that it's getting there, I'll never want to be without. So just a little food for thought. No homework right, on this episode or any others for that matter. It's homework, not my bag. But I just wanted to put it out there to put a seed in your mind. And so you'll think about what is your musical reset? What is your creative foundation? What is it that you can do in your life that's going to, every once in a while, renew who you are as a creative soul, as a working artist, as a person with a voice or something to say or something to play? Because this is what it's all about. Without art, without songs, without creative people like you doing their thing and sharing it with the whole world, man, then we are all just missing out. We are completely missing out. So going back to those days when I was a kid in my parents' basement, recording on a four track, my favorite part was just after New Year's when it's time to go back to work and the daily grind and the new reality has come back. But I had that infamous cassette, right? That mixtape of maybe five or six brand new creations that no one had ever heard before except for me. Right? I was the only one created right there on my basement floor with a tangle of wires and a bunch of, you know, guitar picks everywhere and nothing but my imagination to guide me. So it may not have seemed like much back then, at least not much more than just a fun thing to do over the holidays. But today, guys, it's probably one of the most important things in my entire life. 
oh, I have lots to be proud of and lots to be thankful and happy for. It's not 100% about the songs. I just mean, you know, to be real here, I'm talking in a musical sense or an artistic sense. I will tell you that hobbies, okay, can become something more. I'm not saying they're going to pay the mortgage, but if you give them the time to grow, okay, they can be something more. We all deserve to have a chance to be creative in some way and to hone that craft into something meaningful. And you know that the biggest shame of all is to have created those little morsels of inspiration, of creativity, and to never share them with the world. Oh, it's terrible. It burns me. There are millions upon millions of people around the world that are connected, that have the internet, that are looking for something online, anything that speaks to them. And what a treat it would be, right, if they stumbled on something that was created by you. Just so think about that. All right. So enough about you. Let's focus on me a bit. I'll talk about Tebow on social media a little bit. So just a quick update on a couple of things before wrapping up this episode. I want you to know about some new things that are happening on my YouTube channel. You've probably already seen a couple of my cover song videos. I did one by the Eagles, Best of My Love. That was so much fun. And also a rendition of one of my favorite Doobie's songs, Doobie Brothers. It's called What a Fool Believes. Okay, so you know that one. That was just a blast. I had never done a Mike McDonald version of any Doobie song in all of my cover bands ever, which I I don't understand. (laughs) How is that possible? But anyway, that was a blast to try out for the first time because I learned a lot. And I, I, I hope you enjoy the track. So all that to say that Cover Song Friday videos are coming out on my YouTube channel every Friday afternoon. So good old Cover Song Fridays are back. Uh, And I hope you subscribe to my channel on YouTube, a little self-promotion here, and hit that bell for notifications so you don't miss any of the tracks that are coming up. I like to challenge myself with stuff that I've never done before. And I always look forward to your feedback. So let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. Another video I'm putting out there on a weekly basis trying to aim for Sundays, I think, on this one, is a behind-the-scenes sort of making-of look at the rock album that I have in development right now in the Project Studio. Something that I've been looking forward to even more than doing this podcast is recording a themed rock album. So I've had this on my brain for so long, you have no idea. It's coming along amazing so far. There's a couple of songs already written, lyrics, chord structure, the whole bit. And a bunch of ideas that are kicking around and they're coming along also. So it's not to say that they're all going to make the cut, but any songwriter worth their merit, okay, knows that you have to overwrite so that you can weed out the crap, the junk. And that's exactly what I plan to do on this album. I'm having a blast in the process. So stay tuned for those weekly videos behind the scenes making of coming out every Sunday to give you a a look at the process as I create this rock album. So those of you that are following me on Facebook, you know that the feed has started up again with regular content coming in almost every day to let you know what's going on in the Tebow music world. Also, Instagram is tied in with that. So uh, some candid photos, project studio shots, just, you know, regular chicanery, always fun to share. So I hope you'll check out those as well. It's really just a place to hang out as a community, chill, sharing pictures, links, stories, all that kind of stuff. So have a look at my Tebow Music channels on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe. Join the debauchery. It's fun. And another tidbit I want to tell you about, I'm honestly not sure if it's going to be a reality by the time I release this podcast, by the time it airs, but I have every intention 
of trying something. I don't know what to call it. I'm going with this working title of Melodic Mondays. So let's just say that I've had this. uh, It's kind of like a strange idea in my head. (laughs) There's a lot of those of doing short snippets of songs in a melodic way. So something maybe even in a funny way, kind of hard to explain. Uh, But let's just say, well, okay, keep your ears open uh, for Melodic Mondays coming out on my YouTube channel, maybe on the Facebook. I'm not sure which would be the best platform. Anyway, should be fun. So Melodic Mondays, keep keep an ear open for that. Oh, and of course, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, which makes me think to, to mention to you, you may not be listening to this on your favorite podcast distribution platform. You know, I'm learning a lot about this whole podcasting thing. And the first thing I realized is... Do not create a show, a new show, just before the holidays. As it turns out, that it takes a while for the feed to be recognized by, you know, the large, the, the real, plat, the big platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and all that. So anyway, I'll keep posting links to, uh, to the episodes hosted here on uh, my current home, anchor.fm for podcasts. Great site. And as soon as they become available on the other networks that you probably use for your other podcast uh, shows, uh, all those different networks, I'll be sure to let you guys know across all the platforms, just in case you want to subscribe, maybe rate me as five stars, because that would be awesome, right? Okay, so I think that with that, I'm going to wrap this up. And again, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out every week a brand new episode of this Tebow Music weekly podcast. And remember... Your creativity matters. Don't lock it up. Get it out there and let the world hear you. Wear your passion everywhere you go. I'm Tebow. Catch you in the next episode.